Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are thrilled to be here. We're back at it again for another week, another glorious, glorious week of this podcast. And I'm I'm excited. I'm super excited. We got some fun stuff to talk about. I'm excited too. And I think glorious is an understatement for what this podcast is. I agree. I realize I'm just like fondling myself under my shirt right now. I'm just like scratching. I'm just like, yeah, get it. Get it. That's part of what makes this podcast glorious, right? Is when Doug fondles himself under his no, no, I'm itchy all over the place. I'm like, oh god, gotta get the itches. Yeah, Doug. Doug has uh, body termites, aka lice, aka <laughs> lice, aka fleas. You know, ah, <laughs> oh, it's it's the good stuff. It's the good yeah. stuff. It's the good 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 stuff. Good stuff. Ooh. That's right. Ooh, we're coming in hot today. Coming in hot. Like, literally, I'm sweaty. But that's a good thing. <laughs> you know what else is good stuff? Hmm. Housekeeping. Housekeeping! Gotta get right to it this week, ladies and gentlemen. And people that are non-binary and non-gendered, because you're welcome here, too. Hey! We got some stuff going on here. That we say every week, and we're going to say it again because we need you to know that number one, we love you. And if you love us back, you can support us in a couple of ways. Number one, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over there. You can subscribe to the $1 tier or the $5 tier. Either one is cool with us. Whatever's in your budget, we appreciate you. We appreciate the support. It supports the podcast and allows us to do cool stuff. Uh, additionally, if you're like, hey, that sounds great, but I also would love to wear something. That has MindGap logos on it. Well, good news. If you go over to redbubble.com and type in MindGap Podcast in the search function, you're going to find a cornucopia of content, of things that you can purchase that have the MindGap logo. You could get t-shirts, hats, face masks. You could get backpacks. You can get tote bags. You can get shower curtains. You can get all sorts of shit with the MindGap logo. So on over there. Buy till your heart's content. Be happy, and we appreciate that support. If you're like, Doug, that's great and all, but man, times are tough. Supply chains are crazy. You know, oil gas oil gas prices are going up, man. It's like there's embargoes and sanctions and shit. Have oil gas prices? Oil gas prices going up. It's like, man, how are we going to fix this? Inflation is through the roof. The consumer price index is off the charts. It's up 7%. Like, Doug, come on, man. Like, I love you, but shit, man. 
I got I got bills. That's cool. That's cool, Hick Doug. All you have to do is just hit like and subscribe on our YouTube video, youtube.com slash podcast. Super simple, costs you literally nothing, and it means the world to us. Really appreciate it. Well, I mean, technically you have to have the internet, so it might cost them something. Yeah, but, but like, you already... It's a, it's a non-direct cost. You're already paying for the internet. You can go, you know, that covers so many things. And part of this right. is just click, click. That's all you got to do. Click well, and click. That's it. And, uh, and you can support us there. If you'd like to join in on all the fun and the inside scoops of what's going on within the MindGap world, please check out our Discord. Link is in, a, in the description down below. And essentially, you can come and hang out with us and meet all the cool people that are part of our community. Keep growing. You can submit Ask Practical Doug questions. You can submit throwdown ideas. You can uh, hang out and play games with us. We played uh, some Left 4 Dead 2 last Saturday. You know, you can join in on that. If you want to get on that, just head down to Discord, join it, join the family. We'd love to have you. And uh, last but not least, if you didn't know already, we do live stream our podcast episodes every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And I host a video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Um, so come hang out. Come over there. Just hang out with us. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to play along with you. We'd love to chat with you. And this Saturday is no exception. It's going to be a big one because this Saturday we're headed back into the dungeon. I wasn't ready. It's okay. Headed back into the dungeon. It came up quick. It did, right? As opposed to two months, it's only been three weeks. So... Feels like it just happened. It's Dungeons and Dad, 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 Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy adventure board game through Tabletop Simulator. Justin, Sam, Jared, and Eric are on the final adventure to defeat the evil hippie Necrotim down in his basement, his his evil fun puzzle basement, and uh, it's going to be a, a hoot and a half to see if these guys can make it out. They're in a tight spot. Because they uh, they went into the to the second la- to the last room, they decided to open up the doors, and inside each of those doors was a monster. It wasn't and good. They've defeated about half of them, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Jared just goes, "This this that's this week. Let's go." Even he forgot, so that's good. I'm glad I could help remind you. So um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Come hang out. Come. I almost lost the Blessed Bow of the Elves, which is smaller and lighter than most bows and uses magical elven twine for tremendous accuracy. I don't I don't want to lie. I was really hoping we have there's the the slimes in this game, then they dissolve if they hit, there's a chance they can dissolve the weapon, and I was kind of hoping I could pull that off and just dissolve that one, but oof, the, the dice were not the dice were in your favor, I guess, thankfully for you. Yeah. So yes. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the dungeon carrots can make it all the way to the head office and finally complain to the manager Necrotim about what's going on. So come check that out this Saturday. That is March the nineteenth, eight p.m. Central. YouTube.com/slash Mindgap Podcast. Booyakasha! Woo! That <coughs> is professionalism right there. Coughing well, off the, mic. That was the period at the end of that promo. That's right. Cough. Justin, how's your week, man? Ah, it's good. Yeah, it was really good. I uh, last weekend we went back to Chicago. We went back to the city of Shy, um, and I had pink eye. No, I didn't. I just wanted to rhyme. Conjunctivitis. <laughs> that rhyme conjunctivitis go. Mm. Plantar fasciitis. Oh, so I love you more than I've ever loved you in my life. Victory well, sip. Well played. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, no, we went back to uh, we went back to Chicago for Christmas. I bought Beth um, tickets to so Glenn Hansard is an Irish mu- musician. He was in the movie Once back in two thousand six. Um, little indie film ended up winning the Oscar for best song that year, and uh, he and the other star Marquette Erglova, they're both musicians, and they did a tour, a band called The Swell Season. Um, based off of the music from that movie. And then they broke up and they haven't really toured for like 15 years, 10, 15 years. They finally reunited. And, uh, you know, in our, in our almost post COVID world, they're, they're doing a little tour and I got us tickets and it was a a pretty, not only was it a meaningful concert for us, uh, it was just, it was just a really fucking good concert. Nice. Uh, we stayed at a nice little hotel downtown that Beth has wanted to stay at for a while. So we had a really good weekend. Did not realize that this was the weekend that uh, was the St. Patrick's Day celebration oh, in boy. Chicago. They dyed the river and all the drunkards came out uh, to start drinking top of the morning, putting the liquor away and then putting it right back on the street with whatever else they ate. I hate St. Patrick's Day. Always have. Always will. Yeah. Any, any As if we need an excuse to drink as Americans yeah. and... I love the fact that Glenn Hansard, he's Irish. And so obviously he had to comment on it. And he's like, he's like, I, I, you know, I wish it, my people like, were never born. <laughs> he's like, you know, we're, we're very proud to be Irish. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's no secret that Irish people don't do St. Patrick's Day that Americans celebrate. That's not what it is. You know, he's like, it's not the only holiday that, you know, was bastardized by. <laughs> By uh, you know the people over here, he goes. Uh, apparently, Halloween was was more of the Irish holiday, and it got turned into the ghoulish you know celebration that it is again, just all about drinking. But he's like, he goes, I love the fact that there is a uh, basically a, na- a a global Irish day. He's like, that's cool. He goes and and makes me proud, you know, to be Irish, and and I love my country. He goes, I just wish it wasn't uh, um, abducted by alcohol companies. And I right. was like. That's a wonderful statement. Yeah. It's, it's a great concept for a holiday, like celebrate Irish pride, but then it just got fucking swept up by alcohol companies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember working downtown at the hotel and St. Patrick's Day was always rough. Just you talk about a, just the closest you're going to get to the walking dead, you know, just <laughs> so true, man. That or just I remember back at the old, you know, IO building that was up by Wrigley. And I just remember, you know, going up there to go to class at a, at a time when a game had just, you know, gotten over like a couple hours before you see a, a couple of remnants just uh, yeah. wandering around. You're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I just want to get to class, man. I just want to get to class. I don't I want to just go away. Get away from me, please. Stay One away. Of the best things I saw was there was a, um, a few people who were getting married that weekend. And in and, and Chicago, what they'll do a lot is, you know, down Michigan Avenue, right around um, where the Wrigley Building is, uh, just north of the river. Uh, if you ever make your way to Chicago, there is uh, a median. And it's it's a really cool little strip, and it's got some beautiful buildings right there up Michigan Avenue. And a lot of brides and grooms will stand on that median, and their their photographer will take pictures of them. So there was one couple there, and there's one cover couple over by the Wrigley Building where the river is. And they were taking these in fairness, a very, very attractive bride and groom, uh, really well, like beautiful dress, great tuxedo, attractive, taking this beautiful glam photo. And I, I can only imagine how amazing it's going to look. 
And the comedy of it was that literally three feet to the left, there were people that were couldn't even stay a group of probably 10 couldn't stand up almost just puking like drunkards, pure, pure drunkards. And I'm like the dichotomy that is this image right here is right. just beautiful. It's yeah. Just you see that stuff all the time. Like what gets ca captured in frame and then there's like what's really going on. Oh, yeah. Like uh, there was like I think it was. um I think it was Greedo and in, in Star Wars: A New Hope, the the creature in in the most Eisley Cantina that that uh, did not shoot first. That shot first, yeah. No, um, and uh, th they showed like the behind the scenes, and for him to be like tall enough, he had to wear like high heels. Okay. So it's just like completely. You see that you're like, oh my god, like that just really, <laughs> really doesn't work. But yeah, it's like that stuff. I, the people that look at St. Patrick's Day is like, this is my quote unquote holiday. I was like, yeah. I don't really want to know you. Like, right. I think we're good. Um, the whole, I'm Shirish. Ugh. Ah, I don't like that at all. Have you never heard that? No. Oh, that was the big thing a few years ago. It started happening. Ugh. Like celebrating the Shirish. What is it with our fascination of just wanting to find some connection to like anywhere but America? Like, because we're, we're two things. We're proud to be Americans, but at the same time, like, I'm also, I'm from this part of Europe. Like, right. that's, and I, I have exactly. the flag. <laughs> it's like, nobody cares where, right. like, where, where you came from. It's like, I don't, I've been, I've, I'm like, listen, yeah, I've, I've got Scottish because the name Cochrane, there's other bullshit in there. I don't, I don't care. I don't, right. it doesn't matter to me. I, I don't know. I've always wished that I had something, uh, more pure. I am a, a, Full on mutt, but I wish I've always wished that I had something pure. Like I was, Milos is was born in Serbia. He is Serbian, and you know came over here when he was three. I've always uh, been jealous of the fact that he gets to claim. Like he's like I'm Serbian. I'm like that's really cool that you've got something to hold on to. Saying you're American really just doesn't have the same weight because you're just you're everything. You know, I, yeah. I break down my ancestry. Uh, and me, whatever the fuck it is. And uh, it's just, it. I mean, there's like 20 things on there. Yeah. Nothing to hold on to. Nothing to really like uh, be proud of. That's that's why it's, it's if someone is legitimately like I'm 50% Italian or something like that, I'm like, well, I imagine you're pretty well connected to that in some way, shape or yeah. form. But for someone to be like, I'm one eighth Italian. That's why I celebrate Columbus Day. It's like, what? Okay. Like, that's our day. I'm like, no, it's not. That's a terrible day. Or to be like, it's the first reason they're just looking for an excuse to be like, oh, yeah, I'm part Irish, so I'm going to yeah. get hammered. I'm like, I don't think that's what this is. Well, the other thing that I was thinking of as I was uh, safely watching the river getting dyed green from, and if, for those of you who don't know, if you're not either, you know, from around the Chicago area or from a different country, Chicago will dye their, the Chicago River a neon Kelly green every St. Patrick or the weekend before St. Patrick's day. And it's a giant, they've got, you know, unions will rent out these boats and they pour the dye into the river and everyone lines the river walk to, to watch this happen. And then the drunkenness, you know, begins. But I've, I was watching this happen from our hotel window. And I'm like, I'm not going out into that. I've done that. It was lovely when I was younger and then I grew up, but watching it, I had the thought of what spurred this? Why? Because Noah, we've got in Chicago, we've got the highest concentration of poles outside of Warsaw. Why don't we dye things for, you know, some sort of for Pulaski Day or some like 
There's no other holiday that we that we dye a body of water a different color in honor of. I don't understand why this why this holiday got that specific, you know, uh, tradition. It just doesn't make any sense to you me. You ever tried pronouncing Polish stuff, Justin? I have, and I failed miserably. That's why. We're like, ah, it's too hard. Irish. <laughs> We you know? shall glom on to the Irish. Like the, hey, Paul Colada. Hey, McMahon. That's our guy. He can do it. <laughs> yes, we can. Was, uh, was, was, uh, it doesn't matter. There's nine oh, letters and two vowels. I'm out. Right. You know? <laughs> Seamus. Hard pass. Hard yeah. pass. Well, that sounds like it was just, a real treat. It, just, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was odd, but it was a good weekend. Good. All in all, it was a very good weekend. Very um, good. How was your weekend? What did you do? Uh, it was pretty good. I had a lot of fun playing Left 4 Dead 2 with the PPs out there in, in Mind Gap land. Um, trying to think. I don't I don't know. It's like one of those things like the week comes and goes and yeah. nothing super notable. Um, had a good family movie night on, on last Friday. Nice. We'll get to what that in a little bit. Ah, uh, and we're having another family movie night this Friday. We're going to I'm going to show Jill and Natalie uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, Friday baby. since uh, is it coming out? It, it came out today as of the oh, recording. Did? I didn't know that on digital. No way. So looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. Oh, I don't think awesome. it's going to have the same impact um, that it did yeah. on me. Um, I don't think Natalie's going to get many of the references, <laughs> and I don't think Jill's going to remember them. So yeah. it should be fun regardless. Yeah. But it's a good one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Cool. I thought you were going to say that you were going to bust open Rampage and you guys were going to watch that. You know, I'll tell you, I make this vow. If Natalie ever asks to watch it, I will watch it, no questions asked. There we go. I will not say no to her. But there we go. Yeah, that, if she's like, Dad, I want to watch it, I'll be like, all right, and I'll text you the minute that happens. I'm like, Natalie asked, so I'm obliged to watch this. The thing is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I could be wrong, but I think we can do a watch party on Apple now, can't you? I have no idea. We need to figure that out because if that's the case, I would love to join in on that and we can do a little FaceTime on the side and watch the movie together. That and Natalie has become obsessed with Minecraft. The whole, really? I was worried about Pokemon. She's played that once and she has done nonstop <laughs> Minecraft, which I'm much okay with. Um, Interesting. Okay. Which is funny. I, I have it on my computer, but then I was like, you know what? I'll just buy this on the Switch so that maybe she'll, because she just sits on my lap and watches me play it and I feel bad. Because yeah. it's a mouse keyboard, it's hard for her to kind of navigate. And then uh, I, uh, I was like, "All right, well, let's uh, let's." And she saw me, and she goes, "Are you getting Minecraft for for the TV?" I go, "Yeah." She's like, "Yay!" And uh, we started playing. And then you know, I was playing survival mode, which can get kind of hairy because monsters come out and attack you and whatever. And she played it a lot over the weekend. And at one point, she was so scared of anything that she was literally just like opening the door to our house and just like looking out and then just coming right back in and closing the door. She was just like, mom. And the best part is like, she's asking Jill. Jill has no interest in learning this game. She said, I don't want to learn this game. I learned animal crossing. That was enough. I don't want to learn this game. And now I'd be doing something. And now he's like, mom, what do I do? And Jill pick it. She goes, I don't fucking know how to play this game. She gets so mad. She's like, I don't want to play this game. So eventually because she was just terrified to leave, I was like, all right, we'll just do creator mode where it's it's yeah. you're basically fly around, you build stuff, you do whatever. Yep. And all she does is fly around with her bow and arrow and try to kill animals. And I'm like, great. You know, there you go. All right. Easy. 
she's, she's getting better of maneuvering, you know, she's yeah. getting better at aiming and shooting. I'm like, this is great. Explore the world, see all, all there is to do, and it'll it'll be good. So that was fun. It's fun seeing her get excited about that. Yeah. Turning so, her into a little hunter. Yeah. Which is which will be really fun. Speaking of, uh, first thing we want to chat about is we've talked about it before and we've given them a lot of shit. Yes, we have. PETA. PETA's out there, gang. People for ethical treatment of animals. Yes. Um, we've talked about yeah. them trying to change language. You know, we. I think one of the first times we brought them up is they were like, hey, here, here's 10 phrases you could use to help not treat animals poorly. Like instead of beating a dead horse, it was feeding, feeding a fed horse. horse. Instead of killing two birds with one stone, it's feeding two birds with one scone. You know, just Which, real. Again, as we said off, Mike, I don't think you should be feeding scones to birds. No. That's. That seems like cruelty to me. Yeah. By the way, Jared says anyone that sees Natalie in person needs to tell her to watch Rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Um, So all the paparazzi to Doug's house. Yeah, right. Everyone swarm. And then they had something recently, too, with like baseball, right? Right. It was, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was. They were complaining to them about, because I remember the joke was, man, wait till they find out what the the baseballs are made of, you know, because it was made from leather. Or I was remember it what the, it was. Uh, oh man! No, 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 no! It was. Or was it what they were serving at the? Uh... Boy, we you would think we would have done our research for this. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. The bottom line is, PETA has made some missteps in their uh, mm-hmm. their marketing and their their messaging for their cause. They've gone hard in the paint for really dumb. They've chosen really dumb hills to die on. Yes. And and I've really enjoyed just sort of like breaking down what they've done and just being like, man, can you find something better to focus your energy on? Oh, sorry, Peter wants to MLB to rename bullpen to Arm Barn. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Something just as dumb as I remember it being. Bingo. But they recently uh, posted something on Twitter, and it was the uh, top five things you should do in Elden Ring. And it just basically, it's a one minute video that they posted and it's just goes through a couple things you can do in the game. And the first one's like, take your dogs for a lovely walk around the lake. And there's like dogs that are chasing the player, biting at them. Number two, persuade mercenaries not to exploit horses. So there's a guy running at the character with a sword out and you parry and knock the guy off the horse which was really good. One of my favorite things about that is there's a guy that retweeted that. He goes, holy shit. I just learned from PETA that you can, when you pair, you knock a guy off a horse. Holy shit. Like he just learned something about the right. game from them, which was amazing. I just got better at the gameplay. Thanks to PETA. Right. It's like observe wildlife from a safe and respectful distance. And there's like a giant bear just sort of like clawing at a tree in the distance. And the character's just like, crouching and spying at them with the spyglass it's like check out an animal sanctuary and this guy's walking around with the shield as a bunch of wolves attack him <laughs> it's like just remember if a sanctuary offers hands-on experiences it's not legit as these dogs are attacking the last one says spend a peaceful moment with some amazing animals and it shows him like you know by a giant tortoise by an owl just you know hanging out being chill it's like the animals in the lands between deserve your respect and the, you watch the character gets picked up by a giant crawfish and basically gets you know split in half and then when it dies instead of saying you died it says go vegan and I just found this to be incredibly full of humor and fun I'm like this is this is how you do it man 
Yeah. This is how you 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 take your message, sprinkle with some humor into something that's really popular. That's how you get your message across. You yes. do it that way, as opposed to. I think that Elden Ring should be banned because you can skin wolves in it or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just there. some of the stuff that they've gone after has been so either presumably trivial. Again, the the bullpen, like, I, I don't like we, we talked about this initially. Like, I don't think anyone when someone says, oh, they got the pitcher warming up in the bullpen. I don't think anyone conjures the image of a bull being penned up and tortured or bullfighting. I don't think that like, it just seemed like a weird, like you said, a weird hill to die on. Yeah. And so this, this is lighthearted. It's fun, but it also gets the message across. This is a wonderful, I hope that they fired whoever was in charge of their marketing previously. And this is the new guard we have now. And I'm all for this kind of messaging. I think this is wonderful. Yeah. Because and not just because it's nerdy, well, but like, I, it's, it's well it's it's the right tune, right tone. I I think it's really great that, I mean, some people be like, oh shit, they figured it out. They're being subversive, you know. <laughs> but I don't at least appreciate this because they're they're looking at something popular and they're saying, how can we show people what we stand for using this medium? And it's a creative way to do it because it's also not ramming stuff down your face, down your throat. It's right. not super preachy, and it's not a dumb thing. To, to go all out on like I, I just I don't understand the all out offensive on something like you said like bullpen listen is that originally steeped in animal cruelty maybe but that's not what comes to mind you know it's not like the Washington Redskins you know which for a long time has been bothering people and people have said can we please get rid of this name like this is very hurtful and yada 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 it's like bullpen never once did I associate that with an animal. I'm like, that's just where the pitchers warm up. I also don't care about baseball, but true. You know, I was going to say the same thing. I do. I never, until they brought it up. Truly. I don't think I ever really thought about the, like the, uh, what are they? The, uh, not the epidemiology of the word. What's what is it? The etymology. The etymology of the, of the, the yeah, other word. I, I never, I never considered it, but you made me consider it. Thanks a lot, Peter. It's like, is it really the, the using a phrase, two birds with one stone? Is that really evoking the kind of violent cruelty in our everyday lives so much so that we're like, we shouldn't say that anymore. It's like, it's such a, an idiom in our everyday lives that you never thought, oh man, we're saying to kill two birds with one stone. How brutal, you know? I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta pull this up again. That's fine. I mean, 2018. It's it's just uh, so bad. Yeah. Uh, instead of be the guinea pig, it's be the test tube. Instead of beat a dead horse, we said feed a fed horse. Uh, bring home the bacon. Bring home the bagels. <laughs> Pull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. That was the one I couldn't think of. Yeah. Pull yeah. the flower, but put grab the flower by the thorns. I kind of, I kind of wish there was more. Like, <laughs> it's sad that there's only five. I just feel like um, once yeah, you start like, policing people's language, especially over something that's so trivial like that, it's, yeah. it's, it's really you're, 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 you're not doing well. So I want to take a moment to really shout out to Peter. Hey, I, I well done. This is a great job. Yeah. This is really well done, folk. Keep doing this. Keep doing this stuff because while I don't agree. With everything PETA has to offer, I do love animals. And if if you're going to try and educate people, this is the best way to do it because you're not going to sound preachy. 
and you're gonna you're gonna infuse some lighthearted humor that's also going to make people be like, oh, I agree, we should be kind to animals and things like that. And there, it, it, hey man, you're gonna win people over with humor. All right, absolutely, absolutely do that. Yeah. As yeah. long as it's done right. Remember, we've talked about it's only funny if the joke lands. Exactly. This one landed. I I was very impressed where I was like, because I saw PETA trending again. I was like, oh, boy. It's on his podcast night. Let's go see what they're up to. And I'm like, hey. He his knuckles and goes, let's get into it. I was like, hey, this is it's pretty good. Well done. Yeah. Like, I, I respect it. I think it's good. Anytime you can be creative like that, it's, it's kind of like what SNL does, right? They mm-hmm. find what's really popular in the time and they can make a great sketch out of it, you yeah. know? Um, and they can find a way to, to make it to make it land. That's what makes it so much fun is and identifiable. So I'm like, hey, congrats, congrats to y'all. I would also say that's what makes uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, marketing company that Maximum Effort Marketing. Yeah, that's what makes his marketing company so everything every ad they put out, even if it's for a, uh, a <laughs> one of the companies he owns now is a uh, an ad uh, a digital ad management software. So people who buy digital advertising can use this to buy digital advertising and they advertise digitally for this. And just the meta way that they go about it, the humor that they have for his Mint Mobile or for any of his films or the gin, it's it's all done with a pitch perfect tone of humor. And every single one of these, I, I can't wait for the next ad to come out. Right. Because they're all really, inter- they're entertaining. Yeah. And... I am a fan of Aviation Gin now because of his advertising, and it worked. So that's right there. Like that can work. That can work wonders if you do it well. Yeah. So, Peta, rare occasion, thumbs up. Way Keep to go, it up, Peta. Yep. Way to go, Peta. Way to go, Peta. Way to go, Peta. So, in other news, uh, we got a whole slew of shows that are coming up right out. They're just about ready to get pooped right out, right into our laps. All, all of them on Disney Plus. All of them. <laughs> On Disney Plus. Uh, first one was uh, the... Well, we got a new Obi-Wan uh, trailer. Or I should say the first, the teaser. The first one, yeah. And um, I'm not excited for the show. I wasn't excited when they announced it. Um, I, 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 you know, I just... I, I'm going to put it simply. This is just going to cut right to the chase. I don't give a shit what Obi-Wan was doing from the end of episode three to the beginning of episode four. I do not care what he was doing on Tatooine. I have zero interest in what was that. That is a, a fart in the history of star Wars that could just blow away. I do not care because it's a prequel. There's it's, it's like, I don't, an old guy was in the desert Watching it, watching a boy from the distance, right? It's something that we all can identify with, right, Justin? <laughs> exactly. I mean, who hasn't who hasn't role played that? Right now, and I love Ewan McGregor. I think he's a great actor. I like him as as Obi Wan. I watched the the teaser. I think it visually looks really impressive. I think it, it looks, looks great. Really, really. But I would argue out of. And just and we haven't seen the full thing, obviously, but out of all the trailers that we that have dropped between the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and this one, I would say this outshines anything that they've put out thus far in a in series form. I'd argue the first Mandalorian trailer was pretty powerful to me because one, it wasn't about um, Jedi. 
I mean, I'm not talking content wise. I'm talking visually. Well, like that's what I'm saying. Content. Visually, oh. it was really cool because it was unique because it really set the tone of like, oh, this is going to be kind of like a Western. And okay. I remember just seeing it looked a lot more brutal because you saw like the helmets of the stormtroopers and just right. there was the the voiceover and just everything about it. You got to see this Mandalorian whooping ass and taking names like being it's more brutal than you'd seen so far. I feel like I was like, OK. You got my attention, you know, still not super interested, but you got my attention. And this one, I was like, look, visually great. Story-wise, I I don't care. Oh, you're hunting Jedi? Big fucking surprise. Like, oh. Again, like you said, we we know this happens. No. Spoiler, guys. Obi-Wan's going to make it through it just fine. So's Luke. <laughs> he's going to come through this. Yeah. To me, there's no tension there. I'm like, I know he's going to. He's going to be all right. He's going to be good. And whether he succeeds or fails doesn't matter because I know the rest of the story with Obi-Wan. I know exactly what happens. Like This I is just, what we come back to all the time. With, prequels with fucking prequels. suck. And you, you, at first I was, I wanted to argue this point. When you brought this up for the first time years ago to me. I think it was like episode 19 or something like that. What's it? Oh, about the prequels? Yeah. We yeah. did that with, wanted, J with uh, James Conklin. <laughs> yes. Oh God, yes, James. Um, I, uh, yeah, I wanted so badly to argue. I was like, I, I like a good prequel. And the more we've talked about it over the years, the more I've thought about it, it's your points are very valid in that in a prequel, the stakes are very low because you know what comes in the next movie or what is presumed to be the next movie. Yeah. You know, so it's really, really hard to do. You might do something entertaining, but there's you're never going to do something that's like mind blowing because the, it's hard to keep anyone in suspense when you know, oh, yeah, that character is going to be fine. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty challenging to do a good prequel because there's some stories that, you know, I would argue that the, the prequel, you know, movies for Star Wars were interesting because you wanted to see anakin become darth vader you're like there's definitely a story there i'd like to see told right because we knew that it happened but how did it happen and i'd argue that it happened pretty poorly in those in those movies but um there was still something there was an interest there because you're like this is going to happen and i want to see how it happens you know so there's definitely a drive um oh god noah says this is true in a matter of perspective phantom menace was his first star wars movie dear god mm -hmm. Okay, so in that case, the prequel wow. worked because it was truly told in order for you. Wow, that's interesting. That's so fascinating. Interesting. I, I want to know, Noah, when this when the stream catches up, uh, did when you saw episode, you saw one, two, and three, uh, when you watched four, five, and six, were you like, whoa, <laughs> much better? <laughs> like, did you have that thought, or did you think that four, five, and six were weaker? having started with one, two, and three. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective because once that door is unlocked, right. you know, it came out the year I was born. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Um, <laughs> that's right, Noah's like 24. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the entire story. Okay, fair enough. I was like, ooh, old movies. Yeah, he's, a, he's a film guy, so yes. I could see him appreciating those, having a good appreciation for him. But my I, other... I Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. said, my other gripe is like, really? Another story told on fucking Tatooine. Great. Great. Yep. This backwoods nowhere town is like the center of this goddamn universe. 
Can we please do something somewhere else for fuck's sake? That's like saying, hey, guys, most of American history, the most important shit happened in Kirksville, Missouri. Like, this, <laughs> really? Yeah. And all of our, all of it, yeah, man, Kirksville, Missouri, big shit happened. Backwoods, middle of nowhere, but fucking hell, man, important people were there doing important right. shit, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Just, I, yeah. I know we saw shots of probably Coruscant or some other horse shit, but God damn, man. There's some guy on Twitter that, like I said, the same thing is like, for the love of God, can we do something on another planet? <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, do something on Arrakis or something. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. go somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the thing I think that I've been so the reason that this one looked so good to me, I think, is because I was so tainted with the book of Boba Fett. Mm. I don't know. <clears throat> that was that was uh, student film level CG <laughs> in the book of Boba Fett. It was aggravating how bad the CG was in that series and i think for this to come out i'm like oh this looks like an actual star wars movie level uh you know effects and graphics and so i'm i'm happy that whoever is behind this series you know stepped up and didn't just phone it in and say hey my nephew can do you know my nephew's got a green screen can we give him a shot you know yeah man Um, but i i don't know i I am in the same boat as you in that we've got an entire galaxy far, far away to play in a whole fucking galaxy. And we are focused around either the Skywalkers or whatever is happening on Tatooine. And look, it's wonderful. And it has been a great ride and we did it. We got there guys. But now to your point, I will, I will parrot it for the love of God. Can we find a new character and run with them for a while. Right. That has nothing to do with any of the people in this little insular, incestuous circle that, uh, you know, all uh, the Mandalorian knows Boba Fett and Boba Fett knew the Skywalkers and Vader and Han Solo. And now we've got Solo, the star. Like, it's just, come on. <laughs> it doesn't all have to be connected, man. Right. It's like, fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's super obnoxious and... I don't like it. I don't like it. Would you say, in fact, that you hate it? Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jervis goes, we need a Yoda series just based on Dagobah. (laughs) (laughs) We just watch him as Yoda takes pisses into the swamp, you know, into the the swamp rivers. Yeah, listen, I I hope it's good. I, I am more interested... In seeing Obi Wan, that I am, well, I didn't even, I had zero interest in watching Boba Fett. Absolutely zero. And I haven't watched it and I don't plan to. Just not, not interested. I'm just, Star Wars, it's a tough sell for me these days. There, there isn't a whole lot of exciting happening with it that I really enjoy. So yeah. it's a real tough sell and it makes me sad because I used to really, really, really like that stuff and now I'm like, eh, it's just not doing it for me. But additionally, other things coming our way. Uh, Moon Knight, apparently the initial reactions for this show are solid. Really good. Mm -hmm. Some people even going as far to say it's the best Marvel series yet out there. That is that is a really, really high praise if that's the case. Yeah. I uh I I I'm I'm curious because I don't know much about Moon Knight. I know uh Wolf was on here 
a couple weeks ago uh and he was talking about how much he enjoyed it and kind of breaking down the character and whatnot and it sounds very interesting and i love uh oscar isaac i think he's phenomenal i also love ethan hawk i love that guy he's such a great actor i'm really just curious to see i think part of the stuff that's overwhelming right now with marvel is there's a lot of new stuff you know which (coughs) as i go from complaining about how we never do anything new with star wars (laughs) <laughs> just my concern is this that I'm glad we're I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we're, we're we're taking some chances to introduce new characters and, and do all this sort of stuff. It's just a lot. We go from one polar opposite to the other where I I'm I'm excited to to see Moon Knight, you know. I'm excited to see, you know, what what's new with, you know, Multiverse of Madness. We've got Thor Love and Thunder. The internet's about ready to explode with rage because we haven't gotten a teaser for that, and that comes out in, like, June. Um, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, so people are like, where's the trailer? Where's wow. the- <laughs> We're um, going to rip the walls down. Where's right. the fucking trailer? We've got, we've got so much stuff coming down coming down the pike. Like, it's it's. I'm very interested to see you know what all the stuff means and I, I actually like the idea that we're going to get like six episodes because what a great intro to these characters to then if they want to pop up right. now granted there is a barrier of you need to have disney plus to see this you know Absolutely. sort of thing yep. but hey disney gonna make money we're disney gonna make money that's true but um I think yeah i'm looking forward to seeing, it like i was thinking back on when we initially were seeing the the you know the rollout of the MCU you know back so many years ago and the fact that we it, it didn't seem like there was at the time we were like holy cow they're doing all this stuff but it was it was still pretty well paced and it was you know there was only a few they introduced Iron Man Captain America and Thor and they rolled with them for a little bit and then they joined and then they, like it was it was a little bit of a slower rollout, but they didn't have a streaming platform to utilize at the time. If they had that, if they had this platform, then I think it would have been, a, uh, they would have hit a breakneck speed much, much earlier because yeah. now they're just, now they're like, cool, let's just throw, we've got billions in the bank. Let's throw it at 20 different people. You all make stuff simultaneously. Here's your through line. You need this person, you need this person to show up, and you need this person to show up, go. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, content is just rolling. They've got the money, they've got the trust from the industry to make good stuff, and now they have two platforms, movies and streaming. It's just, they're going gangbusters now. Yeah. I think that's why we're seeing so many new things. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think it is a lot to keep up with, but again, I think we need to introduce these new characters because... We've sat for 10 years with these old characters and and the old characters are literally getting old. These guys are aging out of their desire to play these characters anymore and they're aging out of the ability to physically, you know, keep up with the demands of these characters. We got to usher in a a new wave, a new generation of of people if they want to keep this, you know, money train a rolling. Yeah, right. So, I think anything Oscar Isaac does I, I don't think there's anything I've seen him in that I've disliked. So X Men Apocalypse. He's, he's, his stock is is way up there. For hey, me. we all have stinkers, okay? Uh, they yeah, can't all be gems, that, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is everyone forgets about that movie as yeah, they I know. should. I know. Yeah. I do. I watched it the other day, trying to, or I fast forwarded through it. Yeah. Just kind of so picking bad. up the big action sequences. 
I was like, well, maybe because I watched it on a plane initially and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe. And I was like, ah, fuck now. This movie is dog shit. It's funny when you it's, revisit that stuff and you're like, yeah, just yep. as bad as I remember. Yeah, yeah, I was right the first time. Yeah. The only good thing about that movie is the small bits of. Um, why is this? Uh, Michael Fassbender, Magneto in the beginning of the movie. Phenomenal. Sure. Hands down. That guy and McAvoy, those guys. God damn. Doing their damnedest to try and hold that movie afloat. And, uh, yeah, Fassbender, when his family gets killed, spoiler alert, and he basically, like, loses his shit. So awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to Moon Knight. Comes out March 30th. Looking forward to catching that. It's funny because I was just mentioning that to Jill over dinner, and now he's like, a new show? I was like, yeah. She's like, can we watch it? I'm like, it's not out yet. She's like, oh. I'm like, I don't even know if this is a show for you, kid. Like, Natalie, Natalie's learning expectation and patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's very excited about that. And then also, as Noah mentioned also in the chat, the Miss Marvel trailer dropped today. Very Which true. was very cool. This might be a Natalie show. That one looks very much like a Natalie show. Yeah. It's very cool about uh, Kamala Khan and how she becomes the titular Miss Marvel, which is really exciting. Um, I've grown to like her actually from playing the Avengers game because <laughs> uh, she's kind of like interesting, okay. kind of the main character. One of the main, you start out with her and, and everything, you get to really know her and her abilities and, and what she does. And she's actually. Uh, in that universe, uh, the Avengers, essentially, there's a tragedy um, that causes a lot of damage, and the Avengers disband, and she's actually the one that brings them back together, which is kind of cool. That's cool. And she's just a perky, you know, naive, fun kid who's just trying to be a hero, trying to find her way in the world, and it looks really cool. And I think this has got some similar elements to it yeah. of teenage girl doing teenage girl stuff, but then also at the same time, she just is infatuated with Captain Marvel wants to be a superhero and that's something that I think uh, was cool in the game as they talked about is you know she so trains on her own she wants to be a superhero but people tell her like Bruce Banner's like this isn't an easy life like you have to make right. real tough decisions sometimes and you're not going to like the outcomes and just you know the progression of being a hero I'm really curious to see um, I'm just really curious to see what uh, what it's all about and I, I look forward to seeing it so I remember just in general I, when I used to play Marvel Strike Force on my phone and uh, her character popped up and I was just like, yeah, I'm not into this because she's kind of a weird one. She's technically an inhuman, which yes, I don't yes. think they're really exploring too much <laughs> in the well, broader humans coming out. Yeah, they're relaunching the they should. The, so, I mean, I think they're they're going to be exploring. Yeah. That. And I, I guess, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dealt a lot with inhumans as well. So okay. it's kind of weird how. They haven't really talked about it, um, but, you know. Sorry, Noah goes, ugh, another movie in New York? Can't we get a new city in this multi-billion dollar franchise? Doug, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's fair. Here's the thing. No, it's not fair, and here's why. New York is a gigantic like metropolis. It. There's a lot going on. There's nothing fucking going on on Tatooine on the goddamn planet. It's a backwards planet. There is, Doug. No, there there's is not. We keep seeing the same people do the same shit at the same place. No, absolutely not. How dare you? <laughs> I uh, Again, well, I, if it was Kirksville, Missouri, we could have the same argument, you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> I love you, Noah. 
No, I think uh, the tone of it too was really interesting. It actually, I feel like it it borrowed a little bit, or not borrowed from. I don't want to. I want to give it its 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 uh, its due. Uh, the the person who created it definitely had their own unique take on it. Some of the uh, visuals seemed like it was uh, maybe akin to Spider Man mm-hmm. in that like it had, it had, it had that vibe drawing kind of like it was a little bit lighter, a little poppier. And I, you could see it appealing to a younger audience. Still going to be cool for an older audience too, but it, it definitely has geared toward the younger audience of like anyone can be. Because I think she even gives a line in there about like you know, uh, you know, a little brown girl from New Jersey City isn't supposed to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And like it's that it's definitely appealing to you can do it, you can be anything you want to be kind of thing. It's the Rudy, Doug. This is a Rudy story, really. At the end of the day, so I'll anyone be the judge can be of that. anything. If they really put their mind to it, mm. that's what it is, Doug. Mm. Doug likes Rudy. Mm. Moving on. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That comes out, I think, this summer too. So I think yeah. every month until June, there's something coming out. Yeah. So I what the one thing I did like, and you brought it up, was the fact that they explore, even in the movie, they explore this of she's like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like, and kind of like where Banner was telling her in the game, like you you don't really understand what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. And I like that they're kind of exploring similar to what the boys did is what happens when real people just become superheroes. And she's like, whoa, I didn't expect this to be this. And it's a whole lot of, this isn't as glamorous as I thought it might be. Right. So yeah. it's expectation versus reality, which I think is really cool. Speaking of things that Natalie liked or will like um, Friday, seamless, Absolutely. Uh, last Friday, we watched Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. It's the new Pixar movie. Richie! Holy shit. Oh, my God. We've Richie got a, Ama! A wild Richie. From You Haven't Heard This Productions. Ooh, also, Patreon supporter. By the way, shout out to our Patreon supporters. Wolf's Lore, Tom McIntyre, Richie Armour, Zinni, Slotty Bartfast, and Almighty Crit. <clears throat> Thank you for all you do to fund all of this. We appreciate you. <laughs> By the way, Richie joined us for Left 4 Dead 2 last Saturday. Oh, love it. Right? He was up until, I don't know, 3 in the morning, his time, playing with us because he's a goddamn Laura champ. Trooper, sir. Yeah, real trooper. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, Yeah, watch the new movie, Turning Red, on Disney+. Plus. It's a Pixar film. It's about a young girl, a Chinese girl in Toronto, who is doing working real hard trying to live you know make her make her mom and dad proud and then puberty sets in and she's going through all the stuff that goes with that but also in her family there's a curse and it's certain and part of that curse is you turn into a panda if you can't control your emotions And she deals with all of that. And it was a really fun movie. I really liked it. Natalie really liked it. Um, it was fun. I thought Did it was... everyone like it, Doug? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Not everybody liked it. Um, <laughs> that's surprising? I don't think so. Um, so I, I didn't... Whatever. I watched it, whatever. And then over the weekend, I kept seeing, like, turning red pop up on twitter and at one point noah even mentioned you know 
recommended people watch it. And he's like, you know, he mentioned controversy. I'm like, what controversy is there about this? What's going on? And uh, there was a review uh, in Cinema Blend. It was written by managing director Sean O'Connell. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Sean O'Connell. Um, <laughs> he sounds like he's Shirish. Yeah. Uh, in his review, he complained that the film's focus on Lee's Asian background. Uh, Lee is the uh, uh, Malin Lee. She's the 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl. He said, by focusing on Lee's Asian background as well as plot lines that revolve around Lee's struggles through puberty as a young girl, limited the film's ability to connect with audiences. Um, he wrote, I recognized the humor in the film, but connected with none of it, he wrote. Um, he said, by, ro- rooting, turning, uh, by rooting turning red very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for Domi Shi, who is the director's friends and immediate family members, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope. Um, if, I, if I may... Oh, please. Yeah. That's that's that. Yeah, this is such a poor argument for not liking this film. Well, it's not only a poor argument. It's just it's it's dumb. (laughs) This guy, it's just a dumb fucking take. I'm sorry. It is. If you have a problem with like the direction, the animation, because I know some people didn't like the art style of it. Fine, okay. subjective, whatever. If you didn't like the plot, the pacing, the writing, didn't like the editing, didn't like sure. the sound, like the music choices, whatever. Those are all viable criticisms, you know? I don't like Wreck It Ralph too. I think that movie sucks compared to the first Wreck It Ralph because Is it because it takes place in the internet and you've never spent time inside the internet and therefore it's rather limiting in scope? It's rather limiting. Like I don't yeah. I don't get that. I don't get yeah. it at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I look at this and I just watched the movie, had a great time. And I wasn't like, this is what I imagine Sean O'Connell did. And I, I just get, this is just what I see. He's just sitting there staring at it being like, we're the white men. If there's no white men in here, I don't understand. Right. I can't get this. Why am I not represented in this movie? I, t- to say that. <laughs> He got so specific. He's like, because this deals with a Chinese girl in Toronto, it's such limited scope. I'm like, have you watched Coco? Right. Did you like Coco? Because that was a pretty specific scope, wasn't it? A Mexican boy in Mexico and also to the undead world, you know, like just it's it's un <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. Like just it is, yeah. that, that, that's, well, I, that ridiculous thing any any movie right like you could say it about well like i think the director even the cast or the director came out and said like i when i watched ratatouille i you know i didn't realize that was a dish i didn't know anything like french cuisine like so but i still liked the the movie of ratatouille like i don't know if you ever spent time in space did you connect with star wars because it's such like these are films you know you can't uh you can i'm sorry there's a lot happening in the chat right now it's all good um, these are these are the the point of film is to in in a broader sense escapism go hear a story a brand new story uh, and then in a more narrow sense you mean to tell me that you can't connect with 
someone struggling through puberty? Have you never gone through puberty? Like, just because you're not a, a Chinese girl in Toronto doesn't mean that you can't be like, oh, yeah, I had anger issues when I was in. Because I know I did growing up. I struggled with my emotions and how to, you know, uh, go through, like, how to figure out how to how to navigate the social structure of school and all that. All these themes are present, and it's not that big of a fucking stretch unless you're a moron. It's not that big of a stretch to be able to say, oh, yeah, I can, I, I see what this is i can connect with it i'm this guy is just a <laughs> this was such such a uh, aggravating take and the fact that it came from a straight white male is just even more aggravating because i'm like come on man you know I, you know come on i feel be like better. be better trying to live up to your parents expectations mm-hmm. and going through puberty are like two of the most universal like things that we can all identify with it's so easy to be like oh i don't want to disappoint my parents and oh yeah puberty's weird i taught i brought this up a lot but like i remember being in engineer high and just being like how do i walk with my hands because one person goes hey man you swing your hands a lot when you walk and so i i was so self-conscious when i walked that i didn't move my hands at all i just like walked like a psychopath just like (laughs) arms stuck at my side because like oh apparently i walk i walk weird and it was just it was a weird time just right everything about me changed i i i I got contacts i got braces uh you know i started doing a lot of sports i started being really into girls and just my whole world changed. It was weird. There was it was complex, and 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 I see this movie, and you've got a girl who is dealing with the idea of honoring her 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 her, her parents and her her ancestors. Like that is huge within that culture. It's like, hey, you know, it was the whole deal of like, you do what we want to make us proud, not what you want to do, and it's. We, I feel like we've all been there, right? Where someone is really pressuring us. It's like, hey, Completely. you should do this. You're like, but that's not really what I want to do. That's so many movies. I, it's so many movies. And I would argue that the majority of people probably, unless you're really fortunate, probably have dealt with expe- someone else's expectation on them. It is a very, very common life theme. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. it's and it's one of my favorite responses you kind of already alluded to is someone goes, yeah, man, I, I, I get this, you know. I'm not a car, so I really don't get the movie Cars. Like, I can't understand it at all. It's just such a dumb, dumb perspective on this. And uh, ultimately, his his article was removed. And the uh, the editor-in-chief in Cinema Blend said, we failed to properly edit this review, and it never should have gone up. No shit. Right. And then he has since taken, the actual author has taken to Twitter to apologize and this and that, but... It's one of those things where there's a lot of people who just fell down on the job. Yeah. Uh, at at that at Cinema Blend, like that. Yeah, the author should never have uh, should have had better sense. If you're one of the head writers over there, you should have had better sense than to write that. And then uh, who who caught it? Who was reviewing these articles before they go out? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, again, if you want to debate other elements of the film. Sure. Fine, that's cool. But to be like, nah, I think this is pretty limiting in its scope because it takes place in Toronto with a Chinese girl and her family. I'm like, okay. If you're like, right. ah, you know, because he may not have intended this, but it read like, where are the white people? That's what it read like to me. It, absolutely, yeah. 
and it, yeah, whether or not he intended it, that is exactly. There's no other way to take to take what he said. And there's also allegations too that with Disney, they've been really grinding away to any like LGBTQ content in their films, and there was yeah. definitely some stuff in this movie where you felt like there was some of the connections there with that, but it just it's got omitted or possibly was like, yeah, let's not do that. You could argue about that. That's totally like there are some valid things to talk about, but just to be, I don't know, man. It's such yeah. a shitty. It would have had to been worded absolutely perfectly to get his true intentions across. I I, I don't know if he is it. I want to believe that his intentions weren't like where where are the white people, but that's how it came out. Like that's how it came across to me. It was like I can't identify this because I'm not a teenage girl and I'm not Chinese. It's like that. Right. Where's your imagination, sir? <laughs> I'm not a hobbit. I don't understand how Lord of the Rings works. I don't like jewelry. Like. <laughs> I would never be enthralled by an evil lord. Let's yeah, let's just let's go down the list. Uh, you know, I've never been in the mafia. I don't relate to Godfather. I'm not plugged into the Matrix. I don't understand how this is working. Like what? What is this? My parents were not murdered when I was young, and I grew up an orphan and like bats. I don't. I can't relate to this movie. Yeah, it's it just yeah. goes on and on and on. It's such a, a, a just such a to say it's a level one. You know, sort of viewing it as, I think, disservice to level one stuff. It's extremely surface level. You know what this You know what this guy is? He's hmm. a level 9B uh, at putting his foot in his mouth. That's right. He's that uh, undeniable. He would win that throwdown. Absolutely. Yeah. His foot would beat his mouth the end. His foot would beat his mouth up and fucking down. Up and down, y'all. You know, what, you know what it was? It was not a practical article to write. Sure wasn't. I mean, at the end of the day, it was not practical. And I have a feeling that really eats away at Practical Doug. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Ask Practical Doug. Oh. Pew, 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 pew. So if you've uh, never joined us for this segment before, ask Practical Doug. There's a small Doug that lives inside the Big Doug. And that small Doug is known as Practical Doug, and he helps Big Doug through life's decisions. He helps guide Big Doug's hand, if you will. And our audience, uh, be it on uh, the live chat as you're watching this on YouTube or on our social medias or on our Discord, you can send us uh, your questions. You can ask Practical Doug something. If you're on social media, hashtag Ask Practical Doug. And uh, you might get your uh, question answered here on the old segment. So we've got a few new ones. And uh, there was... I just feel like I want to save the... I want to save this one from Jared because it's just so good. I definitely think... <laughs> I feel like we need a really good guest to pull this one out because I want to hear what the guest thinks too. So I'm going to go uh, with this one from, uh, from Slotty. All right. Okay. Um, have you ever picked up roadside furniture? And if so, what are your criteria that make it worth stopping for? Now this was prompted by a tweet from at the cat whisperer who said, one day I hope to be wealthy enough to not do a double take. Every time I see abandoned furniture on the side of the road. So to you, Doug, what practical, Doug, what makes roadside furniture worth stopping for? Great question. Uh, this brings me back to college, particularly uh, the summer before my senior year when we actually got our house um, and uh, where we, we were renting a house that year. 
Um, and we were just spring cleaning, man. It was like Christmas. I remember us driving around looking. Uh, we, we all heard rumors of like, hey, where's the rich side of town? Let's go over there because they're they're rich and they're probably going to throw away really good stuff. And I remember we would grab we grabbed a couch. We grabbed like a coffee table and all sorts of stuff. And looking back on it, it's pretty disgusting to think that we grabbed someone else's couch. Um, yeah, that was just so. on the side of the road. Like you don't know. Even to, even back then, Jill was like, "This is pretty gross, guys." That you would do this, <laughs> um, because you don't know. This wasn't this wasn't like refurbished. It didn't come. It wasn't cleaned. It was sitting on the side of the goddamn road. Like who just, knows what was crawling around in there? Who knows? Like it was disgusting. And um, and the thing is. Getting older and buying furniture, Jesus Christ, is it expensive? Like it, well, is, yeah, it is not cheap. Yeah, uh, unreasonably, at some points. We we bought a new couch last year, and I was like, "Dear God!" Yeah. Like, just I'm like, "Ah, it's probably gonna be that much." Looking at the price tag, I'm like, "Fuck me!" And we have right. to order this. Like, what? Right. Good God! Yeah. So, um, I have picked up roadside furniture. Yes, I haven't done it since college because just like. Jill got me to stop eating at buffets. She was also like, don't pick up other people's <laughs> furniture because that's gross. Stop it. If I didn't have Jill at my side, probably still be picking up furniture on the side of the road. Um, I think you would, huh? <laughs> I think the criteria is one, you got to check it like while you're there on the side of the road. It, it, it has to be in decent condition. I see stuff where it's like, oh, this is obviously broken, right? Or someone will put something out that says free. I'm like, oh, that's beat to shit if that's the case. Because you really just want this out of here. Which, by the way, I'd recommend Free Cycle. Or there's some pages that Jill uses all the time. Where people psychotically stock those to get the most random shit. I'll give you a perfect example. Please. I bought a lot of Spindrift like, packs. Especially for when Noah would come. And it comes with the worst flavor of all time, which is grapefruit. And... I'm sorry, I, what is Spindrift? It's like LaCroix, but it's oh, okay. it's right. just like a different brand. And same thing with LaCroix. I, I have a bunch of grapefruit. Grapefruit's nasty. I don't want it. So I had like 20 cans. Like compliments. And Jill was just like, posts on there, hey, I got 20 you know cans of LaCroix or Spindrift grapefruit. Who wants it? Within seconds, I'll take it. She has like three people, and she just leaves them on our, on our front step. People come pick them up. People just they get stuff. Oh. I'm like, okay, I guess that's cool. Um, you know, we've given uh, dressers and stuff away because there's people that are like, hey, I actually like to take these and redo them and yep, like sure. actually themselves, like they want to refurbish it and they take it and they're on their way. I'm like, that's cool. But for me, what would make me stop and pick up roadside furniture? Um, one, it have it would have to have a use. I would have to have something specific I would know because the last thing I want to do is pick up another piece of furniture that just clogs up. Mm-hmm. my world i do not want that i absolutely do not want that so it's got to fit the bill for something it's got to be the right size mm-hmm. and it can't be fucking nasty like it's got to be it, it can i have some standards that would probably be below what jill would want but i would look at it and be like i could probably swipe that off and it'll, it'll be yeah. good but if it is is i'm also not a craftsman so if it's just super fucked up it's like oh it's just take he's just got to cut it some wood and put a two by four on there sand it down and then just throw some you know uh caulk it up nah man i'm not doing that like i don't i don't i don't have the skills for that or the patience for that or the desire to do that so sure. it pretty much has to be 
intact. So to recap, it's got to have a specific purpose. It's got to fit the size wise. It's got to fit where it's going to go. Cause also the thing is too, like call it practical, call it lazy. Like it's got to be, I got to be able to get in the house relatively easily. And I don't want to have to ask some poor fucker to help me do it. Cause I hated that. People are like, Hey, you got a truck when I was in college. Can you help me move? Oh, fuck you. No, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. And, um, then, uh, it's gotta be relatively clean and, uh, it's gotta be in good shape. So those are my criteria, my criteria for that. I haven't done it in a long time. Have no desire to do it unless somehow I saw something that really spoke to me, but I can't even imagine what that would be. At this point, yeah, your house is set with what you guys need right now. Yeah, I'm fine. What would you even need? I roomed with a a buddy in college, and he was, still is, one of those guys who can see something and go, ooh, I can use that to make this, like, just his mind, I think his dad was an engineer, and he must have inherited some of that DNA, because his mind just worked in those really creative ways. He was a musician also, and uh, went to school for Foley uh, art. uh, Oh, cool. the people who do um, sound effects and such, um, like footsteps. Like, in, I thought you say like farts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if it calls for it, fart into a microphone. That's all I'm saying. But um, he would, uh, all the time, he'd come back in and he'd be like, be carrying something under his arm. He'd be like, dude, I found this in the alley. This is great. And he'd haul it into his room. And you'd go in there and he had this like rack built out, this sound rack that he would be either he had amplifiers in there or other like interfaces or he was using it to store different things that he would use for Foley sounds. He was, I've never seen anyone repurpose thrown out furniture and, and just stuff better than this guy did. And kudos to him because it was, it was a wonder watching him work. I never could do it myself. I never had the desire to similar to you, but uh, watching someone who was good at that, I was like, this is the, this is the guy who secondhand was, the term secondhand was coined for this person. That's amazing. He knows exactly how to how to work with it. Well, good it for cool. that guy. I'm just saying. Good for that guy. Yeah. Welcome to the throwdown. Oh boy. Oh Wait, boy. They both have one. <laughs> Hold on, oh, Justin. Keep oh, it in boy. your pants. I'm keeping it inside. All right, gang. If you're not familiar with this, welcome to the throwdown. This is where two things enter an arena, and one must come out alive, and we have to decide what it is. Our Council of Elders, a.k.a. the Shadow Council, lets us know at the last minute what these things are, and we just found out what they are, and we are about ready to get into this. So, Justin, drumroll, please. (laughs) This week's throwdown is Radioactive Man from The Simpsons versus Radioactive Man from the Marvel Universe. This this will be very interesting. This is very interesting. I didn't realize that Marvel Universe had a Radioactive Man, though it probably should not surprise me. Yeah. In fairness. Why can't I close this fucking ad? Because this site... This site Oh, this website. It just keeps opening a new... Something to behold, let me tell you. I want it to go away. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. Okay. Oh. All right. Damn it. Ad keeps popping up. Okay. <laughs> Who do you uh, want to start ooh, with? We finally got one that's a different. They're different tiers. I'm so excited, Doug. <laughs> I'm so excited. 
Um, I'll do uh, I'll do radioactive man from uh, The Simpsons. If All you're right, cool with that. let's let's right. let's start it up. So he is a tier seven A. Um, he is uh, origin is The Simpsons. He's a superhero millionaire. He is uh, superhuman phys- uh, physical characteristics, enhanced senses, uh, flight, nuclear heat vision, fire manipulation. He can set his opponent's pants on fire with nuclear heat vision. <laughs> He's got light manipulation. <laughs> he can emit light from his body by using nuclear power. Radiation manipulation and absorption can turn himself into a nuclear reactor to absorb radiation from a mutant spider and the resulting radiation from the detonation. Uh, he's got resistance to radiation and lava. He bathed in hot lava. Uh, he's got an attack potency uh, mountain level. Can explode with the force of a 100 megaton bomb. I feel like that's going to be important to remember. I, I think you're probably right. Of a 100 megaton bomb. His speed is unknown. He can lift an asteroid. Similar striking strength, mountain class. Durability, he survived and absorbed an explosion that would affect a city. Stamina, superhuman. He's got melee range, several meters with nuclear heat vision, and tens of kilometers with radiation. Uh, He's got no real equipment, and his intelligence is high. Built a functioning and complex (laughs) machine. He built a functioning and complex machine. He built a fucking machine. Based on a radioactive ape's notes. (laughs) He built a fuckbot. His name is Doug. Uh, Based on radioactive ape's notes. (laughs) He reprograms robots. This guy is very smart. Yeah. Uh, His weakness is that uh, his personality is permanently stuck in a conservative 1950s outlook on everything. I love Simpsons writers. Right. No matter what the time era in question was, in order to preserve his secret identity, Cloud is constantly wearing various types of hats in order to conceal the lightning bolt-shaped shrapnel sticking out of his head. All right. All right. Let's that talk. Is radioactive man. Let's talk about radioactive man from the Marvel comics. Uh, I love this. Passport, papers, bah, use your guns on me. They cannot stop me. Nothing can. So uh, he is... D- Radioactive Man is uh, Dr. Chen Lu, a Chinese nuclear physicist, uh, working on a way to defeat Thor. All right. Ooh. Interesting. So uh, he's a tier high 8C. Ooh, high. High 8C. High 8C. Uh, he's a mutated human, member of the Thunderbolts and People's Defense Dorse. I think that meant force. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> see here. Superhuman physical characteristics, self-sustenance. Types two and three. Okay. Radiation manipulation, absorption. Diabetes type three. <laughs> I just spit all over my screen when you said that. I was not expecting that. He's got a lot of the same stuff here. Uh, yeah. Uh, attack potency is large building level plus. He can harm Iron Man. Okay. Speed massively faster than light. He scales to Thor. All right. Lifting strength at class five. He's able to throw around a forklift. So, doesn't seem like he's extra, as strong as the other radioactive man. Shrinking strength is large building class plus. Durability, large island level. He tanked a hit by Iron Man with ease and took it hits from Namor and She-Hulk. Higher versus his force field. He will store blows from Thor and other various superheroes. His stamina is extremely high. Extended melee range. Optional equipment is chemical X, whatever that is. Intelligence, at least genius. 
He's an expert. He's not high. He's genius. Yes. He's an expert in radiation nuclear physics. He's among the world's most foremost authorities on the effects of radiation has on human anatomy. Weaknesses. Uh, he emits nuclear radiation at all times. It can only remain in the presence of other individuals for short periods of times if he's wearing his null radiation body harness. Also, absorbing large quantities of radiation can affect his emotional state. Ooh. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a weakness here. Interesting. So, for straight strength... See, this is interesting because... Uh, Man, this is a tough one. This is really tough because I feel like they're both extremely similar. Yes. In that, would their radioactivity harm each other is the question. So I think based off of what we're reading here, I think that radioactive man... Simpsons, if he can explode with the force of a 100 megaton bomb, if uh, what is it? absorbing large quantities of radiation can affect his emotional state, if radioactive man Simpsons can generate that kind of, well, I guess exploding with 100, now that does contain a lot of radiation. So if he can do that, I feel like he can alter radioactive man Marvel's state of mind and uh, or emotions, and he can use that and kind of play. Because again, he's got he's got high intelligence. Simpsons radioactive man does. Yeah. So he can explode if he alters the uh, if he alters the emotional state of the Marvel one. He I, th- I feel like that's a I feel like that's a benefit on his side. I think. I feel like, well, Marvel's radioactive man is definitely faster. He's faster than light. Although, radioactive man from Simpsons is unknown. Um, I get the feeling that um, radioactive man from Simpsons is stronger. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. Um, Marvel can harm Iron Man, but... Radioactive man symptoms can lift an asteroid. Yeah. And the Marvel's radioactive man is durable. And he can use his force field to take blows from Thor and various other superheroes. Um, But again, like he absorbs energy and radioactivity. So if I guess if radioactive man is just punching the shit out of him, you know, and he, if he can explode with the, I don't know, I, I don't know. I'm getting the vibe that Simpsons Radioactive Man has greater strength, mm-hmm. and would win in a in the physical altercation just straight up, even if there wasn't radioactivity altogether. Because it seems like Radioactive Man from The Simpsons doesn't necessarily emit radiation. Yeah, he's not oozing. Yeah, he's just there. And I think he can use it to his advantage where it seems like radioactive man from Marvel is constantly emitting radiation. And um, so he can admit it, but he's not constantly emitting it. Well, uh, Marvel's radioactive man emits nuclear radiation at all times. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. radioactive man symptoms, if he chooses to, can emit it. But it's not just always yeah. switched on. Exactly. So, yeah. so I'm thinking, I get the feeling that Radioactive Man from the from the Marvel Universe, his reactivity is not going to affect Radioactive Man. I, that's not the vibe I'm getting from this. Right. Wait, so wait, you said Marvels would not affect Simpsons? I'm just saying that radiation would not affect Simpsons Radioactive Man. I, go, I don't get yeah. the feeling that if someone's emitting it, I don't think it's necessarily going to affect him in a negative no, way. He absorbed an explosion that would affect an entire city. So he, yeah. can, he can definitely absorb radiation and explosions. Yeah. So... I feel like while it's unknown what radioactive man from Simpsons speed is, but I feel like he's just got, he's got the strength on this. So like, cause I think, I think what Marvel's radioactive man brings to the table is that he's, he's basically poisonous to be around. So yes. that is a big win in his column. If he's just being around other people, he's going to affect them. He's going to harm them, but that doesn't affect, um, <clears throat> The Simpsons guy, because essentially he's also a radioactive uh, character. So I get the vibe that I think Simpsons radioactive man is going to win in just straight brutal fisticuffs. I think he will win. Yeah, I, I think he's going to win, too. And I think it, it's specifically he's going to be able to, if he can let off enough radiation to affect radioactive man from Marvel, that's only going to be a boon for him. So I think we're saying that radioactive man for the Simpsons for the win! Nice. That was a good one. Thank you to our council, as always. Oh, y'all y'all are always on point with your shit, and we appreciate you. I tell you guys, uh, these are ones that we probably wouldn't have been able to come up with ourselves. So. Absolutely not. Yeah. We In our council, we trust. So thank you, as always, our for taking care of us. Trust. That needs to be, <clears throat> if someone, Jared, I'm looking at you, if uh, someone can make a, in our council, we, we trust, Similar to like how uh, we've got on our money and God we trust. If we can make something in our council we trust for the Mind Gap logo, we will put that on the uh, on the merch store. I think, and I think our council members should get T-shirts. So if we can, if someone can can mock that up, uh, that that'd be a really fun limited run uh, logo. I love it. That'd be really really fun. Um, So let's talk about recommendations, Justin. What you got for the week? So, again, I feel like I've watched things and I, I can't remember. I'm going to recommend, uh, it's a hot take, even though I can't relate to it and it's limiting in its scope, I would recommend uh, Sex in the City. Uh, I'm almost done with the, the original series. I've been, I've been watching it. And uh, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> even though, again, I'm a man and this is geared towards, uh, you know, the female experience, um, I, it's relatable enough. I was once in my twenties, currently in my thirties. Um, definitely, definitely can see where these, uh, situations arise from and the debates that, uh, around the situations that they get themselves into. So I would say if you haven't watched it, it is definitely a good show. I would say, check it out. It's on HBO max. Um, it's just fun. You know, you can just have fun with it. Have fun with I'm it. Definitely a Miranda. And now I know what that means. I'm more of a veranda. You are. Mm -hmm. I like to, I like to take tea on you in the summers. That's right. Pour your tea on me, Douglas. What do you got? Uh, I picked up a three dollar game on Steam called Vampire Survivors, and I fucking love it. 
okay. it is a very basic it's a roguelike game where essentially uh it's it's got some very strong castlevania vibes the whole point is you choose your character and uh I don't know if you guys are familiar with bullet hell games, but essentially it's a game where you're in a level and there's just constant projectiles like firing at you at all times. Okay. Their catchphrase on this is become the bullet hell. Essentially, you start out very simple. You're shooting stuff. All you do is move. That's all you do in this game. Your objective is try to survive as long as you can as monsters slowly just sort of like chase you and encapsulate you. But as you like level up, you get access to more weapons and the weapons do more things and they get more powerful to the point where ideally you're just shooting stuff out of your guy like all times and just obliterating okay. it and it is so much fun uh Slotty goes duck you too i've been playing that who's your main <laughs> of course you've been playing it god damn it i love you i don't remember their name but it's the guy that starts with the um uh, I don't know what they're called, the, like the prisms or whatever. They, they shoot and they reflect, and he gets a bonus to his projectile speed as he levels up. That one's Jeremy. worked. That Jeremy. That one's worked out really well for me. Um, but I highly recommend this game. It's three dollars. It's an awesome game for three dollars. Uh, again, called Vampire Survivors. It's oh. so good. Uh, check it out. I highly recommend it. <laughs> And uh, while you're checking stuff out, please check out MindGap Podcast on all of our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Please check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast, and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, don't forget to check us out as we stream our podcast live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, and also join me for a video game live stream on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Um, don't forget, Dungeon Karens, this Saturday, maybe it'll be the last one. Can they defeat the evil Necrotim? Let's find out. Come check us out. And don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Samsung Listen, uh, all the places, you know, Podbean, all those things where you can share us around, like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, the rating and reviewing and the sharing, always greatly appreciated. And then just uh, keep an eye on uh, all of two East Eighths. That's the number two, East Eight TH, like an address. Two East Eighths social medias. And uh, if you want, you can check out twoeasteighth.com. It mean the world. Yeah. Well, I want to say uh, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. This was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always a pleasure to get to chat to all of you. Um, and with that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.